Hello, everybody. Welcome back to the Bitter Rivals podcast. This is episode 79, which sounds absolutely crazy to say still that we've done 79 episodes. I think you can agree with me on that. Uh, next week's going to be even crazier, eh? 80. I know. We're <laughs> like hitting milestones here. It's crazy how many times we've done this. Like every week for a couple seasons now, started in the middle of the pandemic, and we're here. Uh, as always, if you're still listening, if you've listened to any episode ever, if you're listening to this episode, thank you very much. As always. And of course, thank you to the Game Entertainment Media for uh, all they've done for us and all the partnerships that they've uh, provided for us. But let's get to some hockey. So we're going to start, as we always do, with some Leafs-Habs updates. And there was a certain game that happened in the the Prairie Times, I almost said. The Maritimes. That I think a lot of Canadians had some interest in. But like I said, first, let's get to some Leafs. They won last night. I believe it was a 5-1 final uh, against, oh, I'm, why am I completely blanking? Detroit. It was a it, it was a good game. Ilya Samsonov had a rebound game, which was really, really, really important for him because both him and Murray have been on a pretty, pretty bad tear there. So I, I believe it was since uh, mid-December they've had like the worst save percentage in the league after going like 2-3 to that point in the season in the league so that's uh that was a significant drop off and it coincided with the return of morgan riley so i think a lot of leaf fans thought that was connected that morgan riley came back and made the defense <laughs> worse which i kind of reject because morgan yeah, riley's he, he, like you can't say that your best defenseman comes back and he's the reason why your defense sucks now no <laughs> yeah steve dangle was actually singing that new taylor swift song like the problem song Oh, Have you heard it like you've seen the TikTok after Morgan Riley got an assist on Pontus Holmberg's goal last night. It was hilarious. <laughs> it was hilarious. He was doing the live feed for um, Hockey Night in Canada, like he does the YouTube. Yeah, thing. YouTube. Uh, you've seen. Song, remember yeah, yeah. when he did the Montreal ones during the pandemic when they were going yeah, on their play? Yeah, he's great. But uh, yeah, it was. It was a big win after a couple pretty tough losses. Uh, Matt Murray, the game prior to that, had a tough go. Like, I don't even know what else to say about that. He just had a tough go. Like, he couldn't make a save, it seemed. He was doing all the wrong things. And that happens every once in a while. But like I said, it's been a trend for both of them. So to see at least one of them have a really, really good game and and give the team a chance last night was fantastic. A couple milestones last night, too, for the Leafs. Uh, so there were actually three interesting milestones, a little bit of a lesser one, Alex Kerfoot's three or 400th NHL game, uh, TJ Brody's 800th career game. And the big one obviously is Mitch Marner's 500th point, which makes him the second fastest leaf to 500 points behind only Austin Matthews. Yeah. Who did it like the game before, didn't he? <laughs> yeah. Uh, no, I think it was a couple games, but yeah, pretty much they did it back yeah. just like they should, right? They're. Batman and Robin, so. Exactly. There you go. Anyway, the NHL uh, named its All-Stars this week as well. Uh, Leafs side was Mitch Marner. Hab side was? Slick Nick Suzuki. Who I don't think should be at the All-Star game, considering the firepower in this division. I mean, but, do, do, do we want to do this right now? Should we have the debate about should every team have representation? Because if you're, I, I like, feel like that's, that's kind of where that's at. kind of where we're leading. Like, do do we okay, want to do this so right do, now, or do you want to save a little closer to the All Star game, or what? 
let's save it for next week. You have a good point. You have yeah. a good point. Because the, fa- the, fan, the, fan, the fan voting is still going on right now. So a couple more guys are still coming in. So You're let's right. wait for the wait final for rosters before we... That's fair. That's yeah. fair. But that is the representation. Um, there's some other big names that that didn't make the cut. Like Austin Matthews wasn't named to the All-Star team on the first. It, like, that's kind of crazy, isn't well, it? Well, what, what, I, what I will say, because we don't want to do the debate right now, but what I no, will say is I, this is very weird that they only did one per team um, in this, like, chunk of... Because normally, like, there's one per team, but they'll go, like, it would be, like, Matthews and Marner, uh, you know, Hedman and Kucherov or Stamkos. Like, usually there's, like one per team but a couple teams have two or three guys in there and then they vote the rest in so it's very weird that they went straight up just like one guy per team and the vote and that's it so the interesting thing for me too is there's only the three spots left and one of them like doesn't one of them have to be a goalie yeah so it's uh the, the vote is two skaters and a goalie per division so players it's yeah anyway you're right we'll have the talk we'll have that debate another day um the Leafs loss to Seattle was probably their worst game of the season if we're just going to get back to Leafs Habs here. And uh, defensively, offensively, nothing was nothing was going that night. There was another game on that was a little bit more important we'll get to later. That, <laughs> I'm going to be honest, I, after I saw the egg that the Leafs were about to lay, I just kind of turned it off and I said I'm going to go watch the other <laughs> game. But anyway, let's get to some Habs content for the week because that's that's all I have to talk about in Leafland, I think, unless I think of something we'll add on later. But yeah, uh, but yeah. So last night the Habs uh, ended a six-game skid with a big five-four win over the St. Louis Blues. <coughs> uh, Josh Anderson got the winner late in the game. Uh, Yoel Armia, who has been awful for like almost a full calendar year, uh, now has two goals in his last three games. Uh, remember last week you were talking about Jack. I was talking about Jack guy, and you said that uh, like Marty, uh, he'd been scratched for like being shit. And I had said that like nothing that hadn't like really happened. Like Marty hadn't come out and said that. About two days later, he basically said that about Armia. He's like, you know, there's an expiration date on everything, including patience. And then Armia was scratched for a bunch of games. He's come back with three goals in two games. Hopefully, getting some value up uh, before the trade deadline because I expect him to be shipped out. But yeah. Prior to that, uh, 6-3 loss to the Preds and a 4-1 loss to the Rangers. Both games where Jake Allen and Sam Montembeau just didn't play well. Definitely a, a bunch of those goals they would have liked back. Um, but yeah, Caden Gooley's out eight weeks. Fucking the team is just falling apart uh, with injuries right now. It's uh, it's pretty grim in Montreal, not going to lie, Abe. Yeah, I kind of haven't been hearing much out of Montreal. And to be honest, as a Leafs fan, that's usually a bad sign for, for Montreal. Because when you guys have anything positive to talk about, you usually do. And when you hear nothing, you know that things are probably going the way that you don't want them to go. I mean, if you give me a second to pull up our, our fucking IR right now, it is not pretty. I'm sick of that excuse, though. Well, I mean, it's just... I, I really am. Like, like we've seen Mike Maths shitty. Uh, Caden Gooley, who's like I said uh, last week, has been our best defenseman. He's out for eight weeks. That that sucks. Um, you know, and Sean Monahan, who's actually been playing good hockey, but mostly is going to be just you know a flip at the deadline is out, which means his value is not going anywhere. Which means we're going to get nothing for him. Uh, yeah, it's not. Uh, it's not great. 
So how far are you from the bottom in the standings? We are, I want to say bottom five for sure. Give me one second. Because if there's ever been a year to tank, it's now. Oh, 100%. Abe. And, you know, look, I am, you know, a diehard Habs fan, want what's best for the team every time. And I think what's best for the team right now is we lose as many games as we can <laughs> in the back half of the season uh, because a certain Connor Bedard uh, is probably going to change the face and future of whatever franchise he ends up playing for. And the Habs are currently 27th out of 32. But uh, we also have to remember that we have Florida's uh, first round pick as well, and they have been on a slide, so we could have potentially uh, two very high picks there. There you go. You said Florida's pick. Yeah, they've been, uh, they've not been good. And that was a little bit, not that I expected it, but it was kind of a weird situation at the end of the, like during the offseason for them, how they fired their coach, who was a, did he win the Jack Adams last year? I believe. He was definitely he was, nominated. I don't know if he, he was won. definitely nominated. I don't remember if he won or not. He may have. Forgive me. But ship him out. Ship out Huberdeau, who was getting MVP talk for a lot of the conversation, most of which yeah. I shot down and I didn't really get behind. But beside the point, he was getting MVP talk. He was getting heart talk. Yeah. He was in that conversation. For them to just ship him out, for them to ship out one of their best value defenders in Wegar, a guy who yeah. gelled into that team very, very well. I don't... Like, I know Matt Kachuk is, has been their best player to this point, but you can't just throw a guy like that into the kind of situation that made them successful last year, which I think ran a lot through Huberdeau and his even leadership within that room, and expect to have the same success, especially after you also fire their coach that they worked so hard for. I just, I don't know. I thought it was, I thought it was a weird situation there, and it's kind of showing now. Yeah, oh, I agree 100%. I also didn't expect the drop-off to be this bad, though. No, like, you're right. I, I didn't like, expect I think it both, both the numbers both things from are last true. year. But yeah, like, sorry. I still expected them to be, like, a top team in the division. Like, I assumed it would, like, they'd be one of the top four there with uh, Toronto, Boston, and Tampa. But, like, yeah, the, the skid that they are on, like, you know, sitting a point above Detroit and Ottawa right now uh, for, like, 22nd in the league, that's not good. It's not what yeah. you expect out of a team that put up franchise records last year. Yeah, I think a couple NHL records too, did they not? Uh, I believe like, like their goals per game was yeah. way up there. I think that's what the record that uh, they at least had it for a lot of the season if they didn't finish the season with that record. It was, yeah, um, tremendous drop off for sure. And you mix that with the fact that they're paying Bobrovsky, who's been subpar a very, very large sum of money. Oh, he's on he's on ten mil, is he not? Ten five even? Uh, yeah, he's oh I mean ten is in he's at least making ten. Yeah, like he's <laughs> and he has been I don't even think he's started more than call it sixty percent of their games. Really he hasn't been, you know, a ten million dollar goalie since they signed him. Like he's not had a ten million dollar goalie season for the Florida Panthers. You're correct in saying that he's been very lethargic and disappointing since since signing that deal. After 
taking the Blue Jackets on a crazy playoff run. Do you remember that? They beat Tampa. 100%. Yeah, that was, that was, yeah they swept, swept Tampa. Yeah, yeah. So, there you go. Just goes to show you, goalie, goalies are absolute voodoo. Yeah. There's like four guys in the world that you can say that you can be confident in, and their names are like Vasilevsky. Price, maybe not anymore, but Price was one of those names. Yeah. Uh, Shesterkin, maybe, even, but he hasn't even been that good this year. Well, I would say, he, he's not done it long enough for me to, you know, because a goalie can have a great season, like, you know. Yeah. I don't, I don't want to shit on Jack Campbell here, because he had a couple of good ones, but, like, you could very well do, you know, the Jack Campbell of two great seasons, fall off a cliff. Fair and Shesterkin hasn't put it up over the course of time yet. He was on pace to do it, and I don't uh, doubt that he'll do it. He had an MVP year, though. Like, he was nominated yeah. for the heart last year as a goalie. That's first time that's happened since Carey Price. Yeah. So, I see where you're coming from. It was just such a stellar year. Where I could I could make the argument, like, just the things he did last year. He carried that Rangers team to a playoff spot and a playoff run. Yeah. Like, that's just what happened, right? So... I don't know. Another one is Hellebuck. Like a Connor Hellebuck is a guy that you can really place some value in that name, and and that's maybe not voodoo. Yeah, but I was saying, the only other one I can think of is maybe Jacob Markstrom. Uh, but even I don't then, know. like I, ask Calgary fans about that. <laughs> like that's like he's he was so good for so long in Vancouver. Yeah, and he and had a couple. Was, of, he was yeah. good up until the playoff like the playoff series against Edmonton last year, and he's been terrible. Yeah, and then, then he yeah he fucking he freaky Fridayed with Mike Smith. Yeah, <laughs> <And> he hasn't <laughs> recovered from it. Yeah, I remember that. Yeah, the freaky yeah. Friday, absolutely. Another one who's uh, establishing himself. He might not be quite there yet. Is Jake Ottinger? Oh yeah, yeah. That's uh, but that's, he's super young, so like he doesn't have to be the you know the best goalie in the league right now. No, but he's he's kept well, them he's in a lot of games. To be there. <laughs> yeah, he's he's won them a lot of games, I think. Anyway, should we get to uh, the tournament at hand here? Yeah, well, I mean, yeah, talking about the Habs being shit and hoping for high lottery picks. Uh, Let's talk about why. Yeah. So, um, Connor Bedard, the seventeen-year-old who isn't allowed to wear a visor. Rocks the push bowl, though. Record numbers in a 19-year-old tournament. And uh, carried, well, didn't carry. Team Canada played very well. But for a lot of the tournament, carried Team Canada to victory. And his performance by itself was unbelievable. Connor Bedard, his shot, his anticipation. It's not even like, it's not even like the McDavid speed. It's just vision an absolutely outrageously good shot. Like, that shot could kill somebody. Man. Like, just the quickness with which he releases it is unreal. I've never seen that before. I just want to go back to last Sunday night. because So we were recording during the game. Um, or was it Monday night? Whatever night. Whatever night. We were recording during the game. And, like, so we saw the first goal, got it, our reaction, all that. But that overtime period... He had about six shots, and every single one of them, as soon as it left his stick, I'm like, it's going in the net. Because it just, it, it's hard to describe. It just looks like a goal every time he shoots the puck. I don't, it's, like, that's, it's incredible. It's just, how can, like, when the goalie's so used to reacting to everybody else's release, 
how can you react to it? Like, it's just so quick. And the other thing that has to go through your head, especially for the goalies in that particular tournament, is this is probably the best shot that I'm ever going to face. Like, that's oh, got to run through your head as well, right? Like, this kid has been... Like, it's been said that he's got the second best shot in the world right now behind Austin Matthews. Yeah, and I, I can't argue that. Like, it's just ridiculous. And it's it really is the release. His, like, wrist and, like, his forearm strength must be absolutely off the charts. Yeah. Crazy. Unreal. Let's but talk anyways. about the rest of the team. Well, so let, let's start with him scoring maybe one of the most skillful goals in World Junior history in overtime. Yeah. <laughs> three on three overtime against, it was uh, Slovakia, Slovaks, right? yeah. Like you said, they, so many, like he had so many shots on goal in that period. And just, he, it was like he couldn't buy one. He even said after the game, I could I I couldn't get one by so I finally was like I'm going to have to do something here. Walks through all three Slovak defenders, each of them coming within about 2-3 inches of the puck with their sticks. Include actually four because the goaltender did the same thing. Yeah, came out with the flying poke check. <laughs> he walks around all four of them. And then just tucks it ever so neatly into the net. One of the most unbelievable individual efforts you will ever see. Yeah, like, like I don't think we can do it justice talking about it. Like, if you somehow have not seen that goal yet, like, first of all, how? How have you not? Yes. Second of all, go watch it on repeat for about an hour, and you'll still be amazed by it. What? Like, I just, what? like I said, one of the most incredible individual efforts that, like, in that tournament's history, like, just... Taking stuff. things upon yourself and saying, we're going to not, we're winning right now. I don't want to play anymore. I want to win right now. So I am. That is what went through his head and he did it. And it was just so magical. Like my reaction was like when it, most of the time I, I react like screaming loud cheers. I was just like, what? Like as he was walking through them, I was going, what, what, what? Like, what did I just watch? That's That was my reaction. Yeah, it was just like straight up just shock. I, yeah, yeah, it was a where were you moment almost, you know? Yeah. Anyway, now let's get to the rest of the team. Um, Thomas Millich. What a performance. Undrafted. Undrafted. Too small for the NHL, they say. Performance of a lifetime through that American game. Another unbelievable performance against against the Czechs in the final. All the credit into the in, in the world to that kid. That yeah. the pressure of being the goaltender for the Canadian national junior team, I couldn't even imagine that pressure. You go in there as an undrafted kid and you do that, especially to that American team, who I think we can agree is probably the second best team on paper in that tournament. Yeah, hundred percent. Wow. Like, I just, oh, so and the crowd chanting, pardon? I, I don't think he came in as a starter either, eh? Like, in the They were kind of juggling who was going to go. Godro played, started the first game against the Czechs, right? And yeah. they lost. I think, did Mil did Godro get pulled in that game? or? I, I don't remember. I don't remember, but I know Milic started the next game, and I think he just ran with it from there. Yeah. Yeah. And, um, 
man, it, it's just something else. I don't know why that tournament means so much to us here in Canada, but it does. And and to see those boys do that and to hear that crowd in, in the Maritimes, that was, what a crowd. Like, man. So I saw a couple of tweets that pe- people are saying, like, they, they need to keep, if it's going to be in, like, Canada, uh, the World Juniors, they can't put it in NHL cities, put it in junior cities. Put it in Halifax and Moncton. Put it in, like, uh, just anywhere. Because, you know, like, that small barn atmosphere feels bigger than it does in an NHL barn. Oh, yeah. And just the camera angles in the junior ranks are perfect. The junior crowds are unbelievable. They're so passionate. It's, oh, man. So like, good. oh. I have a friend who went to went to the game in, in Buffalo. I think it was 2018. The Buffalo tournament when Can- yeah, did yeah. Canada win gold? Oof. I don't think so actually. But they went to a Canada game there, and again, like you said, it's just not the same atmosphere I think as you would get in those six thousand, five thousand size like seat barns, right? The old barn atmosphere and junior hockey is that old barn atmosphere. Like I know it was double IHF hockey, but some of the hits that the Canadian boys sure. were throwing in that final game like in the final were unreal like fill like get filled in man like uh Habs prospect Owen Beck absolutely laid an American out I remember watching going like that's a that's a big boy hit like that's that, not like, a junior hockey a hit <laughs> who who's the other one that was laying just absolute was it Othman just number seven yeah Othman was just <laughs> destroying Czech players every time he touched the ice and clean hits but Oh my god, like that's gonna hurt in the morning, man. Holy lightning. Yeah, it was an unbelievable win. Um Dylan Gunther, the uh Arizona Coyote Mullet Arena hero, is also a Canadian hero now. He'll live oh. in Canadian hockey history forever. Just like the Jordan Everly's overtime winner, golden goal. Come on now. You only, that's only, something only you'll always have. have done it. Only three guys have done it. Yeah. Him, Kent um, Johnson, and Matt Halischuk. Wow, that's a shout. <laughs> that, right, is a that shout. was uh, against Sweden. I could not tell you the year, but I remember it was it was like a wraparound, like goal crease scramble, and he poked it home. Wow, that is oh, yeah. yeah, wow. Not but, the uh, same. What? Let's talk about the, the, the that goal. Let's talk about the overtime goal because I have to say, what a play! By Habs draft pick Josh Waugh. Oh my god. Like that is... You go ahead. He, he's been one of the best players in the queue for the last couple years. Um, but like... And obviously playing with Bedard in this tournament. He kind of took his game to another level. Because you just have to. And also it just kind of naturally happens when you play with someone that good. But yeah. the That play... First of all, he was dominant in the semifinal against the States. Two goals and an assist. And what a penalty killer as well. Let me just oh, add that. On what yeah, a penalty killer. Like, like I don't think he came into this tournament, and I've never known him as like a two hundred foot player. He's been a you know high end offense guy, so you don't need the full two hundred foot game. But yeah, but the effort on the PK was huge. Uh, the two goals against the states, but then like that overtime winner steals the puck in the neutral zone. The the patience to walk around the defenseman when he slides because he could have easily just you know tried to sauce it. You know, tried to like make the play himself. Oh, yeah. Waited him out completely. But like the perfect amount and then a picture perfect pass. You know, me and you could have scored that getting a feed like that. 
mm-hmm. uh, for Dylan Gunther. Yep. Just incredible stuff. Incredible stuff. I'm really excited. Hopefully see him uh, playing on the Habs soon and hopefully with Connor Bedard. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And let's talk about after they won. Uh, Connor Bedard, I think everybody saw it, was asked a question about him and he made it very clear that he wasn't talking about himself. Yeah, very I love that clear. from him. Love that from him. Well, it, that's, do you know what? That's only going to encourage all of the things that I've seen from that kid, like if I were to choose anybody in the world to start a franchise with, including Connor McDavid, I'd choose him just for his marketability over McDavid's alone. Yeah, because the kid's got like he the kid he does he doesn't even have to have a big personality. He just has to have a personality. He's got he's got some him. swagger to him. He's got his 100%. own certain thing. Well, I'm not, I'm not saying he doesn't, but I'm just saying he could have less of that and still have more than McDavid. Yeah, yeah, no, I hear you. But I, I'm telling you, man, I that kid is going to change a franchise. Like, oh yeah. Let's look at the options here. I just want to take a look and see where, where like the where is he going to be? Like NHL standings. I just want so to I'm, see. I'm looking at at the bottom right now. Chicago's in 32nd, uh, followed by Columbus, Anaheim, Arizona, and San Jose to round out the top five, or well, bottom five, I should say. Okay. Oh uh, Habs God. are just behind them there in uh, sixth worst team in the league. But Dude, you know. the Blackhawks are so bad. Atrocious. Oh my God, please don't be a Blackhawk. <laughs> that would be worst case. I would honestly, I, I, I don't want him in the Eastern Conference. I only want him in the East if he's in Montreal. <laughs> Honestly, though, do you know what? Maybe I do want him in the Eastern Conference because that would mean that I get to watch him play more often. Like, yeah, because we don't get we don't watch a lot of McDavid. I do. They're always on after Leaf games, so I oh, yeah, always but... when they're not freaking blacked out, Gary. But like that's yeah. what I mean. Like it's either you get you get you can watch him on like Saturday night, but you never get to watch the Oilers like during the week. Yeah. Disappointing. You know, that would yeah, be disappointing, I mean, if, if we didn't get to see much of Bedard, because that kid is going to be something ridiculous, I think. Oh, yeah. Just, yeah. The shot, the vision, those are those two things together. The threat of the shot and his vision of being able to make plays because of the threat of his shot is just oh, yeah, the scariest combination. You have to respect the shot every time. Exactly. You respect the fact that he's going to walk around you. Walk around you, or we've seen a lot of him making just an absolutely perfect pass. Yeah. We saw a lot of that, too. How many assists did he have in that tournament, man? Probably more than most guys had points. Just <laughs> insane stuff from Connor Bedard. Apparently, all you have to do is name your kid Connor, man. Yeah, like that, that's like the moral of the whole story. The moral of the Bitter Rivals podcast for our hype over the last couple of years over McDavid and Bedard is just name your kid Connor. Just seriously, if you have a kid, name him Connor. Name him Connor, give him a hockey stick, you're set. Yeah, and hopefully he ends up more like Bedard than Clifton. (laughs) Uh, I also do want to shout out um, Colton Dock, who got hurt in that tournament, um, basically missed the medal round. Uh, And I I don't remember the player uh, who helped him carry the trophy, if you remember off the top of your head. I don't remember either, but I do remember seeing that. But I, yeah, yeah I forget. Great who it was. moment for him. 
uh, obviously Arm was in a sling because he blew his shoulder out. So he was holding the the, uh, the World Junior Championship trophy in one hand, and I, I'm really I'm pissed that I forget the player's name. Uh, basically held it up with him to help him carry it, so he got his little lap with it. Just very Canadian, I would say. Oh yeah, beautiful stuff. And then uh, do we want to talk uh, Shane Wright and his well, tournament and uh, the, the follow up with that. Couple other shout outs just from the World Juniors. Uh, right. First one, I really love that kid Tyson Hines. He's a draft pick of the Anaheim Ducks. And I was saying to my dad, trade something for that kid right now. He played fantastic. And I really wanted to shout him out. Also, shout out to Sault Ste. Marie native Jack Matier on hey. his second World Junior Championship. In five uh, months. <laughs> in five months, but still a second World Junior Championship. So, shout out to him as well. Now, let's get to the Shane Wright, Shane Wright stuff. So, obviously, captain the team, had a good tournament, um, you know, especially near the end, kind of showed his his class. I didn't think he was overly impressive in the uh, the earlier games, but definitely the uh, the semifinal and finals were great. Well, that one goal he scored, the backhand shelf was pretty, uh, pretty nasty stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so follows up the tournament with a great, like I said, great performance, uh, and then is immediately or almost immediately uh, assigned back to junior. So uh, his NHL season is done. Can't get called up again. Uh, and he, he's not been traded as a recording, right? I do not believe he, the trade has been made yet. No. Yeah. But uh, the expectation is that Kingston is going to trade him to a contender. Uh, so he's going to push for a uh, Memorial Cup. Interesting trajectory, I would say. Uh, so far for him well like you mentioned um to me is the big reason for that and honestly i believe on this show before i've even called for him to get sent back down to junior because they weren't utilizing him in the nhl properly and it's no fault of the kraken they are actually in a contending position right now and they don't really have a spot for him to develop on the nhl team uh they're not going to burn a year of his elc in the ahl so well, he can't, only he can't real... go to the AHL. He can only go on conditioning stints to the A. So there you go. I didn't even know that. So there you go. Yeah, so your well, only so... option for development in in this case, for this kid to not miss out on another year of development, because remember, he also missed out during the COVID-19 pandemic when the OHL yeah. season was canceled. So you can't. he can't be missing out on more development time. He needs to go back to the OHL because that's the only option. And yeah, he should be on a contender. Look what he just did, captaining Team Canada to a World Junior Championship. So yes, he deserves to be on a contender. He deserves to play hockey, I think, is the most important thing here. Yeah, so I I just want to circle back. So because he's still 19, um, actually, no, he just had his birthday, did he not? Yeah, his birthday, yeah. yeah. But uh, because he's still junior eligible, he can't be sent to the AHL to play. He can only be sent there on conditioning stints. If he is sent down from the NHL, it has to be to junior, and there's no option to recall for the rest of the year. So, so. having only played eight games uh, and in the NHL, a conditioning stint in the AHL, it just makes sense, really. Yeah, and like I said, the most important thing is that he is getting meaningful hockey oh, to yeah. develop, right? So if he's not going to play in the NHL, you have to do that. That's your only other option. Yeah. Yeah. Interesting, though, that he's going to get traded from the team that he's played for for the past like four or five years as soon as he gets sent back down. But it makes sense, right? Like you're not going to go yeah. down and play meaningless hockey. Like I said, it's important for him to play meaningful hockey. So, 
Yeah, uh, just a couple things with him in the OHL. Uh, we got to go see him, first of all. <laughs> yes, wherever he gets <laughs> traded to, we are going to go to that game. Whenever, yeah, whenever, they, come to to, whenever they come to town, we got to go see them. Yeah. Uh, two, how, you know, coming in about halfway through the season, uh, how many points do you think he's going to put up roughly? Whew. How many games left? I'm not sure, but let's just, if we call it half a season, I, I think he'll get easily top 10 in goal scoring. Or like 30 point points. scoring. I 30 think, points. I think, or 30 games, I mean, sorry. Is that what we're going off of here? How many points will he get yeah, in about 30 games? Let's go to about 30 games. So in 30 games, I'll bet you Shane Wright goes back to the OHL and puts up on a team that he's never played on before, 50 points. Yeah, I, I was going to go 50 to 60 would be maybe a little. Yeah. Somewhere in that ballpark. Yeah. Um, and now kind of the other thing I want to bring up with this is the possibility. Obviously, this is a long way to go. It's only January. But the possibility of a Bedard versus Wright Memorial Cup final. That gets that me going. <laughs> insane. If that were to take place, that would be absolutely like that would be if that's not. Yeah, like that. I, I can't even describe I'm at a loss for words. Even I didn't even consider that. <laughs> that was probably my like second thought when I saw that he was getting sent down. My first thought was, is this actually real? Because I, I wasn't sure if it was a like a parody yeah. account tweeting it or not. And then my second thought was Bedard Wright Memorial Cup final. That is box office hockey. That is, yeah, that's <laughs> the word that I was looking for, was box office. Like, that is top-tier content, man. Oh, man. It would be so, that's, so, so yeah. good. Yeah, I actually, did I hear a rumor that the Sioux was wanting to host a mem at some point? Another we one? can't. We fucking can't. Why? Because the, uh, the Memorial Gardens isn't big enough. Memorial Cup needs minimum 5,000 uh, capacity like, seats, and the city of Sault Ste. Marie built a 4,500-seat arena. Because they're idiots. Yeah, and, and where, you can't even expand on it. Yeah, because where they put it on the lot, they can't fucking build anywhere. Yeah. Like, if they'd, if they'd put it... Because you know how it's like basically right on the sidewalk on the one, uh, yeah. on the one side? If they move it just a little bit, you can build up that side, but nope. So yeah, we're basically never going to host a Memorial Cup. That's super, super unfortunate. I don't know why I thought that was... I, I thought somebody said that to me, but... No. Obviously no like we, we literally don't meet the requirements. Hey, we can want to all we want, but we don't meet the requirements for it. That's wild. Yeah. That's Sometimes our city makes some interesting decisions, man. <laughs> anyway. Uh... Anyway. Back to hockey. Um... So, yeah, let's actually, I kind of wanted to mention Seattle because they clapped Toronto pretty hard this week. Yeah, and I don't, know if, I don't know if you saw last night. They absolutely they the dummied the Senators. Like, they scored eight goals on them. I think it was 8-4. Tim Stutzel had a hat trick and lost. <laughs> I did, okay, here's the thing. I knew Stutzel had a hat trick and I knew the Kraken beat the Senators 8-4. I never put the two together. <laughs> Yeah, wild man. Like that's, that's gotta be gonna the be the worst. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, 
Um, they've been very good. Uh, they've been getting some inconsistent goaltending, but other than that, that team looks scary for a second year team. Like I know what Vegas did and that's probably never going to happen again, but Seattle, I think has done a very, very good job. That Benny's kid is awesome. Yeah. Like I saw him, he was, he's their all-star, right? I'm pretty sure. Yes, I believe so. And I was kind of like wishy-washy on it. Like, man. And then I've kind of been watching, especially like after last night's game, there were some highlights on Twitter. And like, I was like, oh, he's like, I, I don't want to say he's there yet, but like, he'll get there. He's very good. I, I see him very much in like the Jack Hughes kind of uh, like progression where it's like you 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 see yeah. you you see the, the bright spots on the way. And then all of a sudden there's like Jack Hughes on point on pace for like 100 points this year. <laughs> Yeah, Jack, Jack Hughes has, I don't know if he got more last night, but before last night, it was 16 goals in 18 games. Yeah. That's like Austin Matthews stuff, except it's all filthy. Like, have you seen his goals too? They're all just absolutely dirty dangles. Yeah, or I like, mean, it also helps that he's playing on a super fucking high skill team in New Jersey right now. Yeah, like they're just, it up. They're, they're cooking. They are yeah. cooking. Anyway, the reason I pulled up my phone here is because I'm looking at the Fantasy League, which is ever so tight oh if i i have to uh special shout out to rasmus for absolutely carrying me uh this week against you uh put on a show last night as buffalo won uh i forget what the final score was uh six five in overtime uh five point game for rasmus (laughs) um he is unbelievable Ave. he is Un fucking believable. He's so good. Yeah, I know. I was I was beating you last night. I was you so were beating me so badly. You were beating you. So and Tavares had what did Tavares get last night? Tavares had twenty six. He had two yeah. goals with a game winner. I was so jacked. I was like, I'm gonna beat Catano this week. I'm gonna be tied for first in the league. Is that <laughs> actually the case? Am I lying? Uh, just about. Yeah, yeah. I would have been tied for first in the league. But no. Guess what? <laughs> Guess what? Rasmus the Buffalo Billy. Sabres in their unbelievably beautiful goat head jerseys screw me over. And that's exactly what happened. Like Tage Thompson. Oh my, did you see his goal last night? Yes. It was, <laughs> it was Ovechkin, but six inches taller. Bro, like Tage Thompson is that guy. Like, I think I, there's nothing else to say about it. Like, he's, he's that guy. He's making $1.4 million this year. Did you know that? How many years left on that deal? Uh, just this year. Next year kicks in at 7.1. Okay, okay. I was, as long as we got him signed, fine. Yeah. And honestly, the way he's playing, 7-whatever. Yeah. The way it, 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 <laughs> at the time, I remember when he signed the deal, I was like... Oh, yeah. It made zero sense. What? especially considering they already have the Skinner deal. I was like, why are you just handing out these massive contracts to like half proven guys? Like I kind of didn't really fathom it, but now, and he also has a no move clause from next year. And no, like the set. So next year it kicks in the year following. He has the no move clause until 2030. It's crazy. I was looking at it on cat friendly last night. I was like, Oh my God. what, What you're saying is Buffalo has like some core pieces. Like they legitimate. have Thompson, yeah. They got Dylan Cousins upcoming. I don't even think he signed yet. I think he still would be on his entry level, would he not? He was playing in World Juniors last year. 
Yeah, I want to say. Yeah, so he's def- I, I think he's definitely still on his ELC. Like, this might, this is probably the last year of his ELC, I would imagine. Yeah. yeah. Like, unless they burnt off a year, which I don't know why you would in that scenario, but... Yeah, because they've yeah. never really been good enough to... Yeah. <laughs> to warrant burning a year. <laughs> and no offense to him, he's not been good enough to warrant burning a year either, but that's fine because he's still super young. Point a game guy right now, almost. No, I 100%. But previously like you know because usually you burn like the first year right like he wasn't good enough in his first year to burn it yeah um and we're we, we're know. just talking about the top end you're right though like they got that uh that kid who plays on deline's plays with deline well they've uh, got owen power and rasmus deline yeah um, owen power and rasmus deline but they have a i forget who he is he's some he's an old ex-nhlers kid and he's rasmus deline's defense partner i don't know who you're talking about it's i know as soon as you say it i'm gonna be like are you kidding me like why don't i know this hold up we're looking it up now yeah sorry we don't have jamie like joe rogan does on his podcast so it takes some time uh can we we hire jamie (laughs) that would be great if we could uh samuelson it's Ulf samuelson's son yes or no i think it's actually his nephew but matthias samuelson Yes. There. Yeah, sorry. Yeah. Sorry. We had to do that. We had to do that. Anyway. Yeah, because that was going to bother us all day. Yeah, exactly. That uh, kid, they, they just signed have... to a contract locked up. He's a defensive juggernaut, supposedly. I don't watch much Buffalo Sabres, but. Yeah. Anyway. Uh, and so in net, they also have. Uh, isn't Ukpekalukanen supposed to be, like, pretty good? Like, not yet, but he's projected to be pretty good? Yeah. Yeah, I believe also, that's the case. Uh, one of the best names in the NHL right now. All name team for sure. Yeah, <laughs> should have been on the U.S. National Junior Team the way with that name because they had some absolute beauties. <laughs> We've talked about it at length. The Chaz Luciuses and and the That's... Red Savages. Uh, Jimmy Snuggerud so was fantastic. Like just some absolutely crazy names. I still think uh, Ukapakalukanen is better than all of them though. Ukapakalukanen. It sounds like a poem or a song, like in a different language. <laughs> anyway. Uh, uh we're pushing the boundaries here. We should probably get moving on. What are the Habs coming up? Uh have coming up this week? It is just loading up right now. But uh so we're finally we had a bit of a home stretch here because we just played six or seven on the road there. Yeah, so we've mm-hmm. got the Kraken tomorrow night. Uh, the Predators Thursday night, and then uh, we are in Long Island to play the Islanders on Saturday night. Okay, so the Leafs play today at 7 against the Flyers in Philadelphia. Uh, We play the Predators Wednesday. You said you had them Thursday? Yeah. Back-to-backs, just like we always talk about, always happens. We always play the same teams. It's a road trip. Uh, We play the Wings again, this time in Detroit on Thursday. I should have went to that game. Um, and then on Saturday night, we are in Boston. So I have four games to look forward to this week, which is obviously very exciting stuff, especially after having one last night. So I'm very excited for this week in Leafs hockey. Also, special shout out, go Seahawks, win your game (laughs) and go Lions too. Let's go Lions, baby. (laughs) Need the Lions to do you a favor. I really need the Lions to do me a favor, even though we're going to ruin like, their the playoff issue, chances. Is that I'm a Packers fan, so I hope the Lions don't do you a favor. Let's go, Lions! 
All right. Uh, anything else to get off your chest? Uh, yeah. I just want to shout out one more thing, and that is Damar Hamlin of the Buffalo Bills. Yes. And also, like, the NFL doesn't get a lot of credit for a lot of things, so I think it's deserved. That medical staff saved that man's life. Oh, like, legitimate superheroes, Dave. Like, that, that's, like, not, like, I, I tend to exaggerate a lot on this show. Like, I am being deadly serious. Those first responders, legitimate superheroes unbelievable stuff from them uh the nfl to have them there i i was watching espn and I, there was a heart surgeon on there i forget her name so forgive me for that but she said there was only two places that that could have happened to him and he would have survived hospital or the nfl an nfl football field yeah so props to all the medical staff and it fantastic to see him uh he's communicating he's breathing by him by himself now after yeah. the heart attack they I still don't know what caused it doesn't matter he's alive and they play the bills play in an hour and i cannot wait to see that football game like oh, that's going to be buffalo? an electric factory in buffalo oh that's yeah that's gonna be yeah yeah that's gonna be an electric fact so yeah that's my last show last thing i wanted to get off my chest was props to demar hanlon props to bills fans and actually nfl fans too because he had a toy drive that he does for a, a family member uh for, for for charity and he had a goal of twenty five hundred dollars last i checked it was up over eight million so props to um all of all everybody who donated that and and yeah props to the medical staff all everybody involved and and props to damar hamlin man that guy won the game of life so yeah that's the last thing i had to get off my chest uh thanks to the game entertainment and media for hosting us on their platform uh check us out on youtube if you're listening right now if you ever have time you want to see how ugly we are just just pull up the youtube uh anyway we'll see you next week for episode 80 until then go leafs go go habs